Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Murder, Curlers, and Cream, a Valentine Beaumont mystery by Arlene McFarlane. We're taking it back to our roots this week, solving a small town murder. It's summertime. ACs are off. Let's see if we can solve this mystery before we pass out. Welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called Murder, Curlers, and Cream, a Valentine Beaumont mystery by Arlene McFarlane. So sounds like we got something kind of mysterious on our hands here. How are you guys feeling? I wanted to get away from the romance and the erotica of the past few weeks and just get into some kind of down home country mystery. So I'm excited. Well, you were just down home, not quite in the country, but you were just down home. True. Yeah. I was just in the old dominion, great state of Virginia, uh, visiting my lovely parents and my sister and uh, nobody else, everybody else moved away. It was just, I hung out at my parents' house for nine days, which was a real test. Any animals? No, my pets are long dead, and God knows my parents don't want any more. Did you stay in your childhood bedroom? I, I sure did. Last time. Is it a shows, car bed? No, no, I never had a car bed. I did have a sailor's bed. I had a bed with a... What is a that? Kind of, it's like a sailboat? I had a bed with a kind of like, you know how, what are those sailing steering wheels called that have like the big handles? I had a bed where that was the headboard for many years. Just kind of my... That's pretty cool. That was just kind of my vibe back then. Um, yeah. I could have sworn when we first met, Yeah, you told me you had a Ferrari car bed. That was like the first thing you ever said to me. You strike me as a, <laughs> as a guy that had a car bed as a kid. You got car bed energy. I never did. I wish I, I, wish I did. I wish I did. I had friends with car beds and I was always jealous that they had these high powered rigs for beds. But no, I'd had just a simple uh, sailor's boat bed and I had to learn to love it. At night, I would grab the reins and pretend I was on the high seas. You wanted to be turf, but alas, you were a surf. I was surf. Yeah. Against my will. My parents brought that bed home and were like, look, what we got you. And I was like, I never in my life want, uh, requested a sailor's uh, steering wheel bed. But I had it until I was like, uh, you know, 25, 18. <laughs> Lost my virginity under that that uh, that headboard. That's probably too much information, but did it come with a big horn as well? Ahoy. Yeah, a big fog horn. Yeah. Ahoy, mateys. That's what I'd say when people would come to my bedroom. Land ho. Anyhow, here's the kind of big shot I am. Last time I was in Virginia, pre-COVID, I we slept in my childhood bed, which was a full, and I <laughs> went to my parents, or as I like to call them, the management, and I said, this bed <laughs> surely will not do, and I will not be back until you've upgraded. And lo and behold, I come down and there's a queen. We get, we've wow. upgraded to a queen. It's a Casper. It was lovely. Still not big enough for me, but I got a lot of pull in the Hannah household. <laughs> I'm their one visitor that comes ever. So Did you threaten to leave like a Yelp review? Yeah, I went on TripAdvisor and said management is hostile <laughs> and uh, frankly unwelcoming. <laughs> and they made the necessary changes to bump it up to a three and a half stars. They also put a TV in there, which is lovely. Whoa. Got to fire up cable TV for the first time in how many years? Watched a hell of a lot of Family Feud with Steve Harvey. And it was just a good time. Ooh. Good old-fashioned fun. Yeah, it was a nice trip. Saw the sights. Saw all the boarded-up Confederate monuments, which was a nice change from the unboarded-up Confederate monuments. <laughs> saw my 
you know, my high school Wendy's and Taco Bell. Got to take a trip down there, get myself a frozen Baja Blast. That was nice. Just the local fl- uh, flavor. Anyhow, now I'm back in back in New York City, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Crank out another podcast. What have you guys been up to, huh? What do you guys? What did you do while I was gone? Well, praying for you. Mostly. Oh, thank you. Well, that's that should be just kind of a every week kind of thing, but I guess especially while I'm traveling. Ganesh, what have you been up to? What's new with you, huh? What's new in the world of GS? I went to the Mile High City. Oh yeah, you traveled too to a much more interesting place. You shouldn't have let me talk for so long. How was Denver? That's the Mile High City, right? I went to Denver and it was, you know, it was nice. Spent a couple of days in the city and then went out to the mountains. Nice. You get your lips around any Rocky Mountain oysters while you're out there? It was offered. I was not <laughs> feeling that adventurous. It was I, like I asked. I was like, what's like the, you know, specialty around, around these parts? I was expecting like, oh, it's this crazy like burger or something. They're like, no, we got these fried bull testicles. And I was like, all right, that's a. Yeah. When you get off the airplane in Denver, they hand you Rocky Mountain oysters. Like when you get off in Hawaii and they put a lay around your neck, you just hand you Rocky Mountain oysters and they say, eat up. But yeah, no, Denver was fun. A lot of legal weed. It's kind of lost its luster now that it's legal everywhere. I mean, hell, it's legal in Virginia. It is? No, it's not. Yeah, it, it is. You can buy it in a store. Not at the moment, but I believe it's dec- it's at the. You, you will be able to, but as of right now, it's not illegal to have it on you. Everybody was everybody down there is jonesing for some of that herb. You know what I'm saying? I went to the uh, hibachi, and the guy. Oh. You know when you go to hibachi and the guy who makes your fried rice and your shrimps and stuff, they kind of have like a little comedy routine they do. Yeah, he was like he rolled a joint. He rolled a joint, smoked it right in my face, blew it in my mouth. <laughs> and he wasn't that brazen, but he was joking. He's he like, was, you want to? What do they call that shotgun? Yeah, shotgun he shot. He shotgunned a blunt duty. into my mouth. Yeah, it was honestly. I, I, I puked <laughs> all over service. the service. I don't. I puked, know. I, I puked on the hibachi, and it made a real <laughs> smell. No, he didn't do that, but he was like, he cracked a joke. He was like, you guys ready for July? We're going to start putting some weed in the food. And I was like, that's kind of inappropriate to say. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm all for legalization. Were you like, sir, you're not the chef. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It's like, who are you? He ran out screaming. Please chase him. He's the executive chef of Hibachi. <laughs> of and hibachi. they are going to do that. All Hibachis on the Eastern Seaboard. You know, enough, ch- enough chit chat, right? Enough patter. Let's get to the business at hand. We have a book to read here called Murder, Curlers, and Cream, a Valentine Beaumont mystery. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do is every week we read a book in one hour. And flat. this week we got one hour to one hour flat. If we go over an hour, you get your money back. Yeah, one hour. We're going to read Murder, Curlers, and Cream. And uh, before we do it, I'd like to hear a synopsis. Kanish, can you reel that off for me? This is a synopsis for Murder, Curlers, and Cream, a Valentine Beaumont mystery. The Murder and Curlers series, book one by Arlene McFarlane. And here we go. She's a beautician with a plummeting reputation. Can she catch a strangler before her salon is financially frizzled out? That's it. Is a strangler like a hair hair term? That's when your scrunchie's too tight. Valentine Beaumont is desperate to revive her dying business, trying to recover from an infamous incident where she defended herself with a perm rod to her <laughs> attacker's privates. Hey-o. The last thing she needs is another scandal. So when a wealthy socialite is strangled with a steamer cord while awaiting her facial, Valentine has no choice. <laughs> But to start coming through clues. That would suck to have someone get murdered in your uh, shop while they waited. Yeah, that's another. I would dock a couple of stars off my Yelp review if I saw that kind of stuff happening in my salon. I was murdered here. Won't go back. (laughs) Died here. Two stars. The magazines were nice. (laughs) Well, that's I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to dip into a nice perhaps cozy mystery should we jump you want to jump ahead you know when you go to hair salons or like if you were a kid and you were at a hair salon just hanging out Mm -hmm. and you know the magazines with all the people with the haircuts oh yeah what were you supposed to were you supposed to go up to the hairstylist and point and be like this yeah yep was that how that worked Uh uh-huh yeah 
I go up and I point. And I say, "Give me that's the, crazy to me." Give me the Herman Munster. Give me the Eddie Munster. All my haircuts are Munsters. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to- so hairstylists are, just have this inventory in their brain of like how to do all these different haircuts. My memory, well, no, I think they're probably just winging. I think they're just winging it like 95 percent of the time. But my memory of those books, and they used to have like pictures on the wall, even like of like just hairstyles, and like my memory of those is that. 90% of them are like heinously ugly, like 80s mullets oh, yeah. and shit like that. Like all when I go to hairstylist, all I say is give me a man's haircut. That's what you that's it. And they're like, but they're like, how do you want it? Like, how do you like the sides and all that? Do you I like go to my hairstylist and they're always like, What uh what guard do you use? I'm like, I don't yeah, know. You don't, I don't know? know? I, I don't know that. No. My one requirement is make me look like a normal man and don't give me one of the Nazi haircuts that <laughs> other men like to get these days. I went, I seriously, I went to Virginia. When I was in Virginia, I got my haircut. Well, usually when I'm in New York, I get my haircut and my barber is like a Russian Orthodox Jew who's like said no more than five words to me in, in my whole life. And I've been there like 20 times. He just knows what to do. I just say like, hey, do what you got to do. And he does it perfectly every time. But I went to Virginia and my sister cut my hair. I think I said this on a previous episode. I, my hair was so long that I felt embarrassed to go to a normal barber and be like, take care of this mane. So I went to my sister and my only requirement was just give me a haircut to make me look like a man, like a normal man. <laughs> and and I don't want a fascist. I don't want one of these little cropped fascist hair hairdos. And she did it. She nailed it. You look great. It looks pretty good. Right. It's not. I don't have a. It, I, my, my requirements are minimal. Just make me look like a regular guy. Feels like enough direction for me. The place I used to go to when I was a kid, it was like an eight dollar haircut. And they did have like a thing on the wall with like 20 haircuts and you just pointed at it and you said a number, whatever that, that number was. <laughs> wow. That's what you got. Man, when I was in the 90s, I used to get bowl cuts. Uh-huh. I asked my sister. Oh, yeah. I asked my sister. I was like, does anybody ever come in here and get a bowl cut? And she's like, never. I guess bowl cuts have fallen out of favor. 90s kids were, that's, that's all they had were bowl cuts. I bet you had a bowl cut, Shane. I think I saw you a picture with you with a bowl cut. Oh, yeah beautiful i had a nice little bowl cut i was uh blonde also wow what happened well how'd that how does that change all right you want to read this book let's read the book all right let's jump in to the first page of murder curlers and cream a valentine beaumont mystery book one in the murder curlers series by arlene mcfarlane a lot of similar (laughs) vowels and sounds in all of those words we're gonna jump we'll be right back Here we are. I'm ready for a good mystery, Ganesh. You better make this good. You better sell this like you never sold a book before. We're reading Murders, Curlers, and Cream by Arlene McFarlane. All right, quick guess on cream. Ooh, um, like what it means in the context of this book? I'm going to say, plain, you know, just exactly what I think. Just like cream in your coffee, milk, dairy. Mm. Do you have something deeper in mind? Banana cream pudding. Banana holy fuck. All right. But like a pie? Uh b- a b- banana cream pie. <laughs> wow. He's open to suggestion. Ganesh, what are you thinking for cream? Maybe the I'm band? Think, I'm thinking it's like a mousse, like a hair product. Oh, that oh. probably that, that makes more sense. Didn't think about I hope that. It's not. No, I hope it's not either. I hope it means cash rules everything around me. <laughs> the song cream. <laughs> You never know. That's when the murder happens. The song was on too loud. Let's read Murder, Curlers, and Cream, if you please. Chapter one. You wound a perm rod around a man's what? Detective Romero stood in the middle of my Mediterranean-styled salon, hand on his gun hip, (laughs) legs spread wide. (laughs) He's ready to draw. You don't do that to a man. (laughs) Can't perm his doodle. <laughs> oh, I can. I can and I did. <laughs> and look at it now. It's like a curly cue, like a like a pig's tail. His deep voice was laced with cynicism and his blue eyes pierced me with a look that said now he had heard everything. I know it sounded outrageous, but good Lord, it had been several years since 
Local beautician Valentine Beaumont used perm rod to curl murderers' gonads. <laughs> oh, it was the balls? That's even worse. Well. That's got to hurt. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. Do you think you had to dunk them in a creme? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the cream is. All right. Nice cooling sensation. Oh, boy. Gross already. Right off the bat. Let's go back to erotica. Made front page headlines in the Ruland News. Was I ever going to live that down? It was an awful <laughs> picture of me that run too, considering I was soaked in mud and covered in cuts and bruises. You curl one man's balls and all of a sudden you're the town ball curler. Besides, there was another crisis at hand. I mean, a dead body had just been removed from the facial bed at Tiamo, one of my treatment rooms, not 30 feet down the hall. Didn't this detective in his faded jeans and brown plaid shirt think that was a little more important? Boot cut, faded jeans, brown shirt, tucked in. Mm. Anyone else? No, I like what you did with that. I got nothing to add. Okay. No notes. Loop it. Go get that on a beat. Actually, sorry, Morris, we're replacing the theme song. <laughs> I already got a lot of work for Ganesha right at the top. All right, settle down, fellas. You were just saying how that last episode was so great because of all the wonderful sound effects. Don't back go down from it now. I pulled at my tight knit top, trying not to let him get under my skin. Cut, faded jeans, brown shirt, tighten knit and top. <laughs> Sing it again. Cut, faded jeans, brown shirt, tight knit top. <laughs> All right. We're sorry. not there yet. No, sorry. My bad. The musical hasn't got to that point. It's hot in here, man. I'm sweating through this shirt. We should send these send these notes over to um, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> hey, Lynn. Though I have a pitch for you. Boot cut. <laughs> Lynn, four words for you. Boot cut, baited jeans. Hear me out. He's like, this isn't really my style. <laughs> like, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. You're missing a million dollar opportunity here. A thousand dollar opportunity. <laughs> We may make hundreds of dollars off of this, Lynn. I pulled at my tight-knit top, trying not to let him get under my skin. For the record, that perm rod saved me from being knifed to death. Anyway, it sounds worse than it was. His balls were already curled. <laughs> I did him a favor. <laughs> worse than it was? Lady, that's about as worse as it can get for a man. Yeah, I helped him. He had torsion. Sorry, we're like barely getting through this book. I mean, I'll take a breather here. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear the full story on that one day. If you're nice to me, maybe one day I'll tell it. He glared at me, probably not certain if I was being sarcastic or sincere. Frankly, I wasn't sure about that myself. He glanced to my right at his team tracking down the hall, then to the front of Beaumont's breezy entry where my staff and my clients huddled around the ivory-colored chairs waiting to give their statements. And will someone shut off that music? Boot cut fading jeans. <laughs> Ma'am, turn it down. We're having an investigation here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's that new Lin-Manuel Miranda joint. I can't get it out of my head. An ID unit photographed and dusted for <laughs> fingerprints. The shop smelled of bleach and perm solution. And in the background, Billy Joel sang Only the Good Die Young. Oh, oh I hate that song. I don't mind it. I've come around on you. You're not a you're not a Bill Joel guy. I like I like you him. like I Billy Joel, but you don't like that. only the good die young. Yeah. Wow, that's rare to <laughs> to be the selective Billy Joel fan. I don't like that. I don't like the. I feel like that song is too. You don't like the message, huh? Yeah, it's too bleak. You know. You see, like a you like you've seen something a little more positive. You're more of like an uptown girl. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's uptown girl. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. We do call him Uptown Shane. Which was the biggest irony of all if you considered the identity of today's victim. Portia Reynolds was youngish and wealthy, too, and happened to be one of my most loyal clients. But good? Well, some may have argued that. Maximilian Martell, my Damn. second in command. That's a great character name. Props to Arlene McFarlane for coming up with that. Rushed over to the CD player and killed the music. He gave me a wide-eyed look, which, knowing Max, could have either meant Romero was movie star hot, or yikes, he was bossy. <laughs> those are the two options. <laughs> well, as most people fall into one of those buckets. 
You're either one or the other. Without a second glance, he slipped back to the front where everyone was told to wait. Who's the GQ model? Romero asked, moving on. I peered back at Max. Oh, that's just Max Martell. He's the masculine component of our team and has been with me since the beginning of time. Romero was right. At 31, even on a bad day, Max resembled a cover model. If he ever tired of cutting hair, Max could make a mint in the fashion world. Yeah, or as an escort. Hey, call it like I see it. I fiddled with my glittery bracelets and watched Romero scan everything from the grapevines and twinkling lights that wove across the mirrors and stucco walls. <laughs> this place sounds tacky as hell. I wouldn't get my hair cut here. Oh, yeah. Not up to your standards. I'm, I, yeah. I, you know I'll me. Suddenly goes to great clips. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Send me to sports cuts and I'll be on my way. I don't need any of this fancy stuff. All right. I'm not a Mediterranean haircut kind of guy. I'm a meat and potatoes haircut kind of guy. That's what I say. I say, give me the meat and potatoes. Yeah, you wear it well. Thanks. I'm a salt of the earth kind of guy. That I keep telling people. They don't believe me, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, let's stop there. Oh, okay. Imagine, imagine a fashion line called the uh, meat and potatoes. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Just perhaps you know, bootcut jeans, uh, brown shirt. <laughs> Make them faded. <laughs> I mean, potatoes line, nothing better. It's a, a, a subdivision of salt of the earth enterprises. And the t-shirts could just say uh, normal man's haircut. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what, you know, yeah, that's what I wear. Just a bunch of plain tees, faded jeans. That's all, that's all you need to get by. It's, it's what they call uh, lawn mowing clothes. <laughs> Put those like a couple of white New Balances, pre-stained green. Keds even. You guys remember? You guys remember grass stains? They were hell when we were kids. <laughs> what like, happened to those? That's like the most city thing you could say. You guys remember grass stains? You guys remember bugs? Uh, yeah, this sucked. Not for, yeah, I definitely remember my dad mowing the lawn and then coming in, and the, the, the bottom thirty percent of him was just like green tinted. Like, what'd you get into out there? Gaia. <laughs> I fell down the hill. All right. You ready? Let's jump ahead. That's it's hot. This is gonna be this is one of those delirious <laughs> it's like a hundred degrees. Delirious summer episodes. When it gets into the summertime, these episodes take it up an extra notch of uh crazy. Well what what's everyone drinking? Just an ice cold water. Same. I finished my Joe tea. Oh, what flavor do you have? Green. Green. Oh, that's the best. Best green tea on God's earth, Ooh. Joe T. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Shane. What do you? What do you? What do you got over there? Uh little uh, tequila and ice. Oh, garnish my lemon. Wow, you really live in that stuff. What's that called? Salt life. What, what are those bumper stickers I see when I'm driving south down ninety five? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm recording this from. <laughs> south of the border. Shane is a human OBX sticker on the back of a, a <laughs> Toyota Forerunner. Okay, well, hey, that's that great. looks like a lot of tequila, dude. Hey, by the end of this episode, Shane is going to be projectile vomiting. It's water. Oh, beautiful! And with it, with a little it melted, <laughs> all the ice melts. Water on top. It's a mixed drink, ice and tequila. You're living life, uh, Jimmy Buffett style, and I can appreciate it. You got the arms exposed today. It's a little, it must be steaming over there. Oh, it is. Yeah, mainly because of me. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I give off a, a hot funk. I'm right there with you. Yeah, AC's off, and I am. Yeah, I'm sweating through these clothes. It's going to be a full new wardrobe change after this episode's done. Yeah, we got to stop this. We've got we gotta an stop, hour. We to stop do. bullshitting, man. I'm losing my mind. We got. Let's jump ahead. All right, next page. Next page. Murder and curlers and cream and what have you. Uh, by Arlene McFarland. We got a dead body in the Mediterranean salon. We got a handsome seeming detective wearing a pair of boot cut jeans and brown shirt. And we have a uh, salon owner who has been twisting balls all over town. <laughs> I'm 
curious to see where this goes. Ganesh, will you read more of Murder Curlers and Cream by Arlene McFarlane? Tuesday morning, I swung into Friar Tuck's and parked under the huge revolving donut and medieval arrow. The only sound, it's rusty creak groaning tirelessly. What is this, a Robin Hood themed donut shop? <laughs> this town's got an eclectic taste. It's cozy. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd call it cozy. Better than the sound of clicking photographers, I thought, searching the area for media. Nobody lurking. <laughs> Can things get any better? Paparazzis won't leave me be. She's the Princess Diana of this small town. I swear. Well, she did curl a guy's uh, danglers. Hey, now. Hey, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, well, hey. Some people pay for that. I strode into the bakery and marveled for the hundredth time at the inconsistency between Friar Tuck's stone castle exterior and run-of-the-mill interior. Oh well, didn't matter if the inside resembled Sherwood Forest, their bust and creams were as good as a donut could get. All right. Creams, fellas? Creams? Hey. Oh. Hey, oh. Shane said banana cream, but did not consider the possibility of Boston cream. Damn it. Oh, who would? You fool. I inhaled the sweet smells and waited in line while a pimply-faced newbie dressed in a medieval tunic and felt crown served coffee to a couple in front of me. Then I ordered a box of Tux Tidbits, please. Yikes. Last time you got your hands on Tux Tidbits, we had a, we had a crime <laughs> on our hands. The kid didn't seem <laughs> real thrilled serving pastries dressed as one of Robin Hood's merry men. But I likely didn't look too ecstatic coming to work after a homicide had been committed under my roof. Uh, do you want those in a box? That's a good. Yes. That's a good pimply teen worker, service worker voice. Is that a trick question? It's just you were pointing at the bags. I was. They shrugged and filled a box and took my money. I ventured out into the hazy sunshine and stepped into the back door of Beaumont's. Pretty sure we wouldn't need pastries to hand out because we'd have no customers. I sneezed at the pine saw scented air, then unloaded my things in the dispensary. The floor sparkled and the counter shone. If nothing else, I could clean. And there had to be jobs for cleaning ladies. Maybe not ones with pretty dresses and high heels, but a job was a job. Mm. No, I think those famously. I flipped on the lights and put on the coffee. I thought Taylor Swift would lift my spirits. But I was wrong. Dead wrong. Today was a day for Lin-Manuel Miranda. And a long jacket. So I slipped in our latest CD when the phone rang. Sorry. Wrong I song. answered it and heard a familiar smoker's cough in a raspy voice that belonged to only one person. Albert. Oh, I can smell you through the phone, Albert. I wouldn't ask this of you, Valentine, if it wasn't really important. And the truth is, I know I can rely on you. I need you to go to my place, take the envelope from the kitchen table, and mail it. <laughs> There's a key under the clay duct by the side door that will get you in. I thought he was calling it ask for a normal guy's haircut. You need to do normal men's haircuts. Uh, meat and potatoes line. <laughs> I just want the meat and potatoes, please. <laughs> I don't have time to explain, but you once told me you owed me for the time I smothered the fire from that client's hair. Well, I'm collecting. <laughs> Sounds like things His really go south. At, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, curler got too hot down below. Uh, sounds like things really go awry at this salon. I'm not sure I'd go there even without the murder. Yeah, drop the uh, drama meter mm -hmm. would be pinging <laughs> through the off the charts, through the roof. A lot of drama. He gave me his address, which I was already well acquainted with, and I hung up. I didn't get to ask where he was or why we, he took off so fast. And there was no call display on the French provincial phone in order to call him back. Ditto the big number pad phone in the office. Darn, what was Albert up to? I gnawed at my bottom lip, thinking about Romero's warning yesterday. Could there be a connection, perhaps, between Albert's absence, his past, and the murder? Yeah, maybe. Ah, oh, no. I shook my head and dispelled caution signs about carrying out his wishes. No. My biggest concern was, what if I was caught? True, there was a key, which showed I wasn't breaking in. But what if Albert was Porsche's killer? Was this a trap? Would I be aiding and abetting a criminal? I was thinking about this when I heard Max enter the back. 
Hey, he complained, coughing. Someone used too much ammonia when they cleaned. He ambled, unshaven, into the dispensary, bringing the smell of expensive cologne and the sound of urgent news. If I don't tell you now, you'll hear it via the beauty hotline, and I've got to get this off my chest before the others get here. (laughs) Is this good news or bad news? Well, it depends how you look at it. It's the new song of the summer. tearing up the hotline. Everybody's singing it. Bad news. Go ahead and make my day. He pursed his lips like he debated how to break it to me. Max, tell me. Oh, I've been offered a job at Supremo Stylus. What? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You're fired. You can't quit. She unsheathed her curler. You know what I can do with these. (laughs) You ever heard of Piggly Wiggly? (laughs) It ain't just a grocery chain. You're gonna be squealing, boy. Run! (laughs) Sorry. He cracked open one eye like he expected me to punch him, and I wanted to, but my heart did one of those plummets to hell and back. Supremo Stylus was the competition. They hired only the best, and their prices reflected their prestigious staff. This place was as upscales as Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Can we do, uh, like... I know we do sentence heaven. Can we do audio clip heaven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that definitely goes that. to just regular. That goes to human heaven. It was so good. Yeah, human heaven. Come on up. I'll see you there one day. They didn't serve coffee. <laughs> or not. No, no. We'll be in, we'll be in sentence heaven. They hell. didn't serve coffee and donuts to their clients. They plied them with champagne and chocolate dipped strawberries. And their Mediterranean theme was even nicer with more stucco and more vines. There's stucco. If you rubbed up against it, it would cut you. You're liable to spark a flame on that stucco. It's so nice. Not only that, Supremo Stylus was owned by my least favorite person in the whole world. Hitler. Candace Needlemeyer. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Second to Hitler in my book. (laughs) Well, the Needlemeyers have a long history in uh, former Austria. (laughs) The Needlemeyers came uh, from Argentina by way of Austria. A little suspicious, if you ask me. The thorn in my side since beauty school. The one person who'd love to see me fail. All I could manage was a shaky and? Well, I'm considering it. Let's stop there. What? Oh, no. Does he take it? Do we, did we not? He wants stock options. What happened to we'll never desert you? Well, that was before I was offered twice the pay. That was before all the murders and violence. <laughs> Twice the pay, but you get out of there. You just shouldn't even have come back in. Yeah, all the genital mutilation and the <laughs> murders. There's been a suspicious amount of yeah bodily harm done in this premises. Ghosts? Ghosts are on the menu for sure. He's all, they're offering him twice as much. There shouldn't even be a question. So it's about the money. Uh, well, not totally. Well, then what? I gave him a brooding look as Candace and her blonde hair and fake boobs blinded me from the inside out. Where will you find another boss who loves you like I do? Valentine? That's not fair. You know I adore you, but what's-her-name is driving me to an early grave. I don't understand why you keep her on. Life could be so much simpler. I'm even running out of one-liners. Then here's one for you. Suck it up. Hey, let's stop there, huh? Stop there. That feels good. That feels good. Well, you know, I feel like we're not any closer to solving this mystery, although that Albert character with his deep cough and his meat and potatoes haircut is a little suspicious. You know, if I was a criminal on the run and I just wanted to blend into the crowd, I would also I would request the meat and potatoes. Don't go flashy when you're out here committing crimes. You want to look like every man. I'm an every man. If I committed a crime, you'd never be able to catch oh, yeah. me. There's a thousand guys that look like me all over. I catch you. Well, you might because you know me and you know that I have a uh, motive. But the police, they don't know me from Adam. I look like every random guy uh, at Brooklyn Steel. (laughs) That's actually true. (laughs) What's that? A pudgy white guy with a beard? Mid-30s? Well, we'll never catch him. All right. Well, I hope hope, uh, (laughs) hope we figure out who did this heinous crime. Uh, and I hope what's his name takes a job offer because that sounds like a sweet gig. Double the pay in a place where there's less chance for kind of, uh, you know, violent mishap. 
All right, let's jump ahead to the next page of murder, curlers, and crim. some more of murder curlers and cream please i woke up the next morning feeling exhausted and out of sorts without a clue why okay maybe i did know why and it wasn't romero it had more to do with enduring a failed date i didn't even want at least that's what i kept telling myself albert i showered ate breakfast and yanked on a dress writing out the pity theme my clothes didn't shout loser so why did i feel like one i was a good person wasn't i I kept on a useless employee when sharp business sense told me otherwise. I went out of my way to style hair at retirement homes. I visited the hospital kids frequently. <laughs> what kind of loser did those things? Seriously. Charities for suckers. Put that on a t-shirt with Let's Stop There branding on the back. <laughs> I bent my head forward and brushed my hair, still counting deeds. I called my parents often. I believed in God. I gave to the homeless. I even fed stray animals. And so what? I curled a man's ball sack. Everybody makes mistakes. I wonder if my neighbors could hear me yell that. (laughs) (laughs) The walls are thinner in this new place. I bet they'll like it. I flung my hair back and let the waves go where they pleased. I wasn't in the mood to coax curls. I stroked on an extra coat of mascara and made a decision. I was officially done with blind dates. Finito. All I had to do was sell my mother on the idea today. This is sad. That, that she's done with blind dates? It's a sad chapter. Why would you go on more than like one or two blind dates? Do Tinder dates count as blind dates, do you think? Oh, because you're, you see the picture. Yeah, but that's not always accurate. And you, you usually chat with them a little bit first. Blind dates don't. Does blind preclude you from talking to them first? Blind dates to yeah. you just mean a straight, full-on, you never even interacted with a person before. When I think blind date, I think you got a friend that's like, hey, you got to meet my other friend. You got to meet I'm my just friend. just going to make like a reservation somewhere and y'all go have a good time. You got to meet my friend. She has a Mediterranean-themed hair salon and, you know, there's only been two murders. <laughs> so, you know, you're, she's a catch. She'll give you the meat and potatoes. I stared at myself in the mirror. Good enough. I hadn't been to church since the perm rod case. I was due for a major (laughs) tuning. I had to get right with God after that. I phoned Phyllis (laughs) and I told her I'd be there by one to take her to the cotton gin. It wasn't a major modification, but it was a good start. I cruised to St. Luke's Anglican Church and had a few private words with God during the service about my I'm sorry God I'm sorry I burned that man I'm sorry for 2004 (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to seem ungrateful for anything so I gave thanks to my meddling family my zany staff my pathetic life and for healing Brody's granddaughter Kylie after the service I walked down to the front steps into the sunshine I should have felt at peace after leaving church, but I didn't. I felt jumpy and something bothered me. A square peg in a round hole feeling. Something didn't belong, and then I saw it. Pace's truck parked at the curb ahead of three cars. I tensed and revulsion snaked through me. What was he doing here? He certainly wasn't in church. All right, it was a free world. He could have been here for any number of reasons. Visiting a friend, putting up a roof. Well, I didn't hear any hammering and that jittery feeling persisted. Just as I was deciding what to do about it, the truck pulled away from the curb and sped away. (gasps) Peace. I slowly drove through town on my way to my parents' house. Sunday traffic was light and you could count the cars on the street. Nevertheless, I kept looking over my shoulder like someone was following me. I was being paranoid, but I couldn't help myself. 
I stopped at a red light and glanced to my left at shops lining the downtown core. Ooh. My gaze stopped at Karate King. Oh, wait, do we know where they are? I'm just guessing Texas. Small That's just been my vibe the whole time. Well, it must be a pretty bustling metropolitan area if there's a Karate King downtown. That's true. That is true. So, yeah, Texas. Dallas metro area. I don't know. Well, I feel, yeah, it's a Fort Worth. I figure, you know, with a name like Arlene McFarlane, there's like a 95% chance she's from Texas, right? That's a Texas name. Texas born and bred. The narrow storefront had self-defense classes and a phone number written in black ink on the window. Inside the building, I could see people in white uniforms moving around. Ooh, my heart picked up a beat. I stared at the red light and back at Karate King, deciding what to do. My life is at a crossroads. Do I go on to my parents or do I sign up for remedial karate classes? Any of you guys study the martial arts? I did. Ganesh definitely feels like, did you do, did you do Taekwondo? I did karate from ages four oh. till 18. Holy shit. I'm a black belt. Not only am I a black belt, my dad's a black belt. Whoa. Do you think you could, could you kick your dad's ass? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You mean this Wednesday <laughs> night at 11 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, if you if you if your dad got a ring a ring at the doorbell and you open the showtime, and you open the door. If you showed up in Northern Virginia and said, "Dad, uh-huh. today's the day. Uh-huh. I'm the I'm the man of this family now," uh-huh. and you put on the I don't know what's it called the karate outfit, a gi, the man the the gi. Yeah, there you go. Put on the, put you said, "Dad, get your gi on. Uh-huh. It's to meet me in the front yard." You uh-huh. think you could kick his ass? Do they, is the professional term bumping belts? Time to bump belts. <laughs> yeah. We're, that's what we're they bumping say. black belts tonight, Dad. I think I, I might, I would probably, uh, I would probably pull an Obi-Wan Kenobi and just stand there and let him win. That's what you'd have to tell yourself after he whooped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it was like Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, Dad. That's why I just fell over like that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't underestimate your dad, dude. I think he's got what it takes. He seems spry. It's been a while since I've seen him, but he does. Uh, he does do tai chi. Oh, he he he'd kill you, dude, <laughs> with a sword. Oh, you'd be dead. Yeah, what do you? You don't have a sword. Your dad's out here doing tai chi with a sword, and you're recording a podcast and p- puffing on a jewel for three straight years. You'd be dead <laughs> in two seconds. <laughs> hey, listen, I carried a 50-pound box up the stairs today, okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're carrying a 50-pound box every day on that caboose, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your leg working. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> well, all right. You know, I think if this arm is teamed up together, yeah. I think you could we take can on fight anybody. crime, dude. <laughs> That's right. Father and son. Sarm is ink. Well, all right. What happens? Does she go to take karate class? But she's still at the intersection here. She dug out her phone, called the number, and signed up for the two-for-one program. What does that mean? Two karates? And one donut. (laughs) I'll give you one meat and potatoes haircut, and you give me two black belts. (laughs) That was it. Tuesday night, I'd take control of my destiny. Valentine Beaumont, karate queen of Ruland. Of course, Max might not be so thrilled about being my partner. I wasn't going to fret over that right now. This was a major step. Max is a guy that almost just jumped ship for the nice salon, right? Mm -hmm. And he's really going to regret sticking around now that she's just signed him up for fucking karate. (laughs) Got here breaking boards on his off time. Listen here, Max. I'm not going to pay you a cent more. (laughs) I'm going to give you free lessons to karate with me. Max, I will not be paying you more. In fact, I'll be docking your pay uh, because you are now taking karate lessons with me after work. It's after hours. (laughs) All right, Max? You're going to like it. Are you in it just for the money, man? <laughs> do you want to learn how to uh, break balsa wood with your heels? Excited about my decision, I waited for the light to turn green, then stepped on the gas and pushed on to my parents. She ran over her parents? <laughs> I'm taking my life back starting now. My mother wasn't in her usual sanctuary when I entered the house with an apron tied around her waist or utensils glued to her hands. Mumbling and banging came from one of the rooms down the hall. I took off my heels and stumbled past an old hat box by the door. Mom, where are you? I'm in here, my mom called. 
I rubbed my arms from the cold house, thinking my great aunt obviously wasn't around. I bent over the counter for a <laughs> whiff of apple pie. Then I meandered down the hall, raising the thermostat to 68 along the way. I poked my head. Raising it? What was it? 67. <laughs> a nice 32. Meat locker. Mom's down there punching frozen steaks like Rocky. Yeah, some big uh, cuts. That's what we sound like a couple of experts on, <laughs> on meat. Oh, you know, I know all about it. Everyone's got it. At last, I found my mother in their meat. ensuite bathroom. <laughs> Mom, what are you doing in here? Taking a dump. Get out. Her apron was in place. Her head was stuck in the gurgling turlet. And a roll <laughs> of tinfoil sat on the floor. Her head was stuck in the gurgling turlet. Is uh, well, that's a that's a rare two sentence heavens in one episode. Send that to sentence seven. Are you expecting? I asked, and she threw me a dirty look. Well, it's not every day I see my mother hunched over the turlet bowl. <laughs> I watched for a moment while she fiddled. Hey, what's with the tin furl? Oh, the silly toilet's running again. The plumber told me to wrap tin furl around this thing rubbing I'm not having any luck. And your father's out buying Metamucil. <laughs> what? You heard me. Yeah, I did. Oh, God. She tossed that bit of tin furl in the garbage. I give up. Let's stop there. Uh, I'm so. <laughs> Why do you change my shirt? You got me sweating like a hog. <laughs> Like a I'm like a stuck pig. <laughs> well, that is something else, man. Holy moly! I don't even know what just happened. I'm sorry. The Metamucil just added more to it. I, was like, I don't even know what happened in that chapter, other than she signed up for karate and found her mom face first in the well, toilet. That's what happens. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> sorry. That may be one of the most viscerally funny series of sentences I've ever heard in a book on this show. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's good stuff. All right. Well, I you know, I don't think we've made any progress on the mystery, but it just sounds like she's making some progress in her personal life, yeah, which is nice. More questions than ever right now. <laughs> this just seems like the story of a woman who's losing her mind, kind of. But uh, maybe eventually we'll find find her way to the end of the the, the book. Uh, let's jump now to the next page of Murder Curlers and Cream by Arlene McFarlane. Ganesh, let's go. some cream see where uh our intrepid hero is at in their karate training hope we get some karate scenes i'd love that i locked up east into my car and seconds later swung into the angled parking in front of ruland travel and town taxi a couple of cabbies played checkers on the sidewalk waiting for midweek fares as i dashed by yeah, this book does a really good job of like world building the town I've heard about multiple small businesses. I like what I hear. Just uh, what you don't know is that murderers happen in every single one of them. At least in my mind, I was dashing. By the cabbie's strange expressions, most likely I was lumbering awkwardly. I left them to their game, went into Ruland Travel, and tripped on a fishing pole blocking the front entrance. Boy, oy, 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 oying. Right? You know, like in cartoons, Austin. Yeah, I'm familiar. I like that sound. Can we get a real one in there? Beautiful. Ruling travel, one special. The world would be a lot better place if when you got hurt, it made that noise in real life. It'd really take the edge off of, you know, the embarrassment of getting, like, step. if you stepped on a rake in real life, it's probably pretty quiet. But does that mean in cartoons, since that would be our reality in cartoons, it would just be people yelling fuck and shit and ass? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the cartoons they watch, people yell fuck shit ass. 
Roland Travel once specialized in selling airline tickets. Sorry, too hot. It's too hot. Roland Travel once specialized in selling airline tickets and vacation packages. Today, it relied heavily on outfitting campers, hikers, anglers, cyclists, and sports fanatics. That's everybody. I'd visit, see if they have any badminton sets for the summer. Do you guys sell croquet mallets? I skirted past the fishing poles, wove around bikes and pop-up tents, and landed at the back where Karen Jett, the owner, was sitting under a fake palm tree talking on the phone at her computer. All these places are just tacky as hell. This whole city is just like a Hooters. Oh, well, I could wait. I meandered around and listened to the tinny Caribbean music. Like a kid, I squeezed <laughs> a stuffed parrot. What kind of Caribbean music was that? Tinny. Oh, uh, well, I think it's Caribbean. Unless you're at Disney World. <laughs> I think you've got Hooters on the brain. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a mean potatoes kind of guy. Can you blame me? Like a kid, I squeezed a stuffed parrot. It cawed. I yelped. Typical. <laughs> that's a, that's a, like a beautiful short story. <laughs> it's like a haiku. <laughs> It caught. I yelled. Typical. Karen rolled her eyes like I was a naughty four-year-old. I thought I'd better make myself busy, so I sank into a kitty chair and worked on a half-completed puzzle of the Eiffel Tower. Minutes later, Karen strolled over, flinging back her pippy long-stocking braids. About time you paid me a visit. How have you been? Well, how much time you got? Uh-oh. She took a closer look at me, scrapes and all. What do you need? Well, last Saturday, a woman named Tess LeMay came in to pick up a ticket to the Bahamas. Karen sat at her desk, punched, and punched the computer keyboard. Well, what do you want to know? Where is she staying? Just just practicing my karate. (laughs) Where is she staying, and can you give me the number? She gave me a stern look. I'd like to help, Valentine, but this is privileged information. That's against the travel agent's code. (laughs) It's a sacred creed we all share. Wait, so it's a travel agency Uh and like a sports? Yeah, it's like half models, half if you (laughs) want to go to Italy, you know. Why go to Italy when you have a Mediterranean-themed salon just down the block? Ah, do you like the bocce balls we sell? Well, you're in luck. You can book a trip to where it originated. <laughs> <laughs> Why not buy some bocce balls and bring them over? Show them how cultured you are. Yeah, I don't know. This book seems less mystery-solving and more of this woman just, like, tooling around the local shops, which is also cool with me. I know. Well, then give me one good reason why I should hand it over to you. I could give you two. Portia Reynolds and Dana Kerr. Two clients killed right here in Ruland within two weeks of each other. I don't know about you, but I'm not sleeping all that well with a murderer running loose. Karen's mouth dropped open. Me either. She scribbled on a piece of paper and flattened it into my palm. If you tell anyone I gave this to you, I will make your life miserable. She opens it up and it says says $1 million. That's what it'll take to get this information from me. I left Ruland Travel feeling more hopeful than I'd felt in days. I was feeling so optimistic, I decided to let Romero in on the news. Okay, I wanted to gloat. I hadn't solved the crime in the century. I had a phone number for someone named Tess who saw Eric and another woman together. I had no idea if Tess could identify this woman or if the woman had anything to do with the murder. Despite all that, for me, this was epic. You know what? If you're putting too much work into solving this mystery. I got three letters for you. ADT, baby. Security system. You don't have to worry about this again. All day. Tracking. Uh, tracking, yeah. You know, I never, I never really, I, I never thought about what ADT stands for. And I'll never know, because I don't care. A doll's toot. No, I don't think that's right. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> ass dick tits, but oh. could be wrong. Okay. The founders, I believe. Uh, Jeff Ass and Jeremy Dick and Seymour uh-huh. uh, Tits. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's ADT. While the 1800s were unfortunate in our modern... <laughs> they did not. 
foresee their names being as funny as they became. I fiddled with my phone and found it was dead. Damn thing, I must not have turned it off last time I used it. And who knew when I'd previously <laughs> charged it? Who the fuck turns their phone off? Old <laughs> people. What? Every time I make a call and I'm done, I turn it off. And I turn it back on when I need to make another one. And when I'm expecting one. That way I never have to charge it. The most inconvenient thing on earth. With my cord at home, I'll just go to Romero's first and call Tess later from my place. Yada, yada, yada. My dilemma oh my now God. was how did I show up? How did I show up at Romero's door unannounced? Every time we saw each other, we ended up in a shouting match. But that was because he was arrogant and pig headed. I stowed my prize clue in my bag and put my chin up. Well, maybe he'd see I wasn't just a mindless beautician. Well, before I confronted Romero, I ran across the street to the drugstore and bought myself a pack of gum and a sympathy card for Dana's family. Then I went next door. Jesus Christ, this whole book is just her fucking shopping trip. What next? Where'd she go next? I went next I door. I went to mailboxes, etc. and bought stamps. I went next door to Dilly's Florist and ordered the family of fireworks type spray of flowers. Oh, I thought that was going to be like a breakfast dish. Family of fireworks. <laughs> it's sausage links, bacon. They call it fireworks because that's how it feels when it's coming out the back end. Yeah, it's got some baked beans. Got some kick to uh, it. Some runny eggs. Be putting on a show. Hash browns. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. It says $7.95. I, was, <laughs> I would love a big plate of like just sausage and, you know, bacon and eggs. Hold the beans. I don't need the beans. Oh, that's like a UK touch. I hate, I hate that. British people are always like, look at our big breakfast. And it's like, yeah, half of that is just beans and tomatoes. You wouldn't like, want some like, bar- some like Texas barbecue <laughs> baked beans for breakfast? No. Why not? I don't want those for lunch or dinner, but what? especially not breakfast. I'm not a big beans guy, but even if I, I mean, I could get down on them at a cookout, but like for Uh breakfast, you need to get your legumes in order, Brando. It's good for you, dude. I don't think that's right. (laughs) Big big bowl of Texas baked beans. That's good for you, dude. That's vegetables. That's vegetables. Are good for you. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, beans, beans. Yeah. The musical fruit. fruit. Mm -hmm. The more you eat, the longer you live. Yeah. That's the old saying. 10,000 baked beans a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> and not a bean less. <laughs> no, not one bean less. So you'll be dead in a day. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, you know, hold the beans. All right. More eggs, more bacon. Hell, give me an English muffin. Also a good t-shirt. Hold the beans. Give mm-hmm. me an egg. <laughs> well the beans give me one big egg let's stop there there's yeah there's not a fine. whole lot of substance to this little section here or the book okay well hey um you know i think by the end of this we better find out who committed this murder that i heard about many pages ago after she's done you know running to you know the stationery store and the grocery store and the bank and you know the ann this is an ann town for sure well, let's jump to the end and see what happens here. Figure this fucking murder out. I got, I got places to be. Okay. Like the I tub. To do. I got to be in the tub. I got to be in the tub in five minutes. <laughs> We're all going to, after, that's what happens. After the podcast is over, we all sign off and we get in our respective tubs. Yeah. I don't even have a tub. That's a great, that's a, one of the few downsides of this new apartment. I used to have a tub and now I don't. I just have a shower now. Did you used to soak? I've been known to soak every now and then. Oh, yeah? In my last apartment, I lived there for two years. I probably took six baths. Pretty good. Which is pretty good. That's crazy. That's really good. We have a tub. I've I've always had a tub, and I don't think I've taken nary one bath. What the hell are you doing? Treat yourself. They're nice. You're overdue, friendo. Yeah, what are you doing? If it's not a hot tub, I don't care. Well, see, that's a bad attitude to have. Because you might just have the time of your life yeah yeah i think after this you should go get in the tub will you make will you promise us that will you make us that promise on this show on the air right now promise us that you'll go take a bath after this i can't make that promise no it's like imagine that's all that's a big commitment you gotta 
How long does it take to fill up a tub? I'm guessing like 45 minutes. <laughs> what? No, wow, you what? really are. You are a bath virgin, my friend. No, uh, it's like 45 minutes. What are you out of your mind? 10 minutes? <laughs> Five to ten? Forty-five? turns on the faucet and walks away for 45 minutes. I'll I'll be back. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like five minutes, man. Oh. It's not long at all. You never you have one of these in your, your home and you've never uh-huh. even try, like thought about trying it? Put some like uh you know, a bath bomb in there or like some Epsom salt or something. Huh. Get some aromas, aromatherapy. It's yeah, relaxing. You gotta get the smells. What what do you do like while you're in there? Just uh, read a book, a magazine, close your eyes, relax, take deep breaths, uh-huh, look at yeah. your phone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Plug in your toaster, make some toast, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Have some fun. Listen to music. Do whatever you want. It's just, it's, it's, it's your time. You know, you're, you're always, you're, you're on all day. Yeah. You're, you're always connected. It's nice to just get in there and pull the plug. Back in your primordial state of soaking. Exactly. All right, let's jump ahead to the last page of Murder, Curlers, and Cream. Here we are, the thrilling conclusion of Murder, Curlers, and Cream. Let's, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that invested anymore, but let's see what happens. We took our drinks and sat down. My thoughts drifted back to the case. I thought once the murderer was found, I'd be thrilled, but I'm not <laughs> well, at all. Who the hell was it? Jesus it. Christ, me neither. Well, that's the downside of police work. It's not always a happy ending. His words rang true. How did I erase Judy from my life after working side by side for three years? Such an unassuming person deserved a better ending than this. Judy is the murderer? Well, what happens to Judy? Twin Peaks, anyone? Well, she'll go through the process. Mental assessment, trial. I haven't heard the word Judy once until now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. My God, we should probably start reading the whole book. We are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In one hour, flat. I listen. Yeah, we're almost, we're almost at an hour. <laughs> I listened with a heavy heart, and my thoughts shifted to the past weeks, to the setbacks and fears. Even at my lowest, I hadn't crumbled, and I haven't given up. Maybe I was even stronger. I stared into Romero's eyes. Oh, he was so handsome. Why was he here with me, and why wasn't I making a fool of myself tripping or wearing food? Was it luck, a phase, or was I becoming the self-confident woman I strove oh. to be? <laughs> wow. Wow. Very good. Uh, Almost there. Yeah, I think some, some tub time would, would <laughs> some, do you some well. tub time would do you right, I think. Some reflection. Yeah. Maybe a dick. Uh, a what? Excuse can, me. Uh, what? You can crack open the dictionary. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Ganesh gets in the tub and is just reading the dictionary from front to back. <laughs> We're also, uh, you know, catching up on any new words that may have added. Seriously, though, get in the tub. The uh, music livened up and I took a grateful breath and snuggled closer to Romero. I soaked in his presence and admired his strength and integrity. It was a nice feeling, just like the warmth of his leg brushing mine. He gave me one of his captivating looks, then leaned in so close I could feel the stubble on his jaw. For the record... He said in a low voice, his masculine aroma swimming around me. I don't think you're difficult. I could barely swallow. Well, you've said it enough times. I've reconsidered. You're more challenging. I backed up and we locked eyes. Oh, that's so much better. And when I'm with you, it's like breathing fresh air. Wow, convincing. What a, what a he's really romancing her. It's like bread and butter pickles. I like that. <laughs> he cupped me. Girl, my... you, you hit me like a jar of bread and butter. I was living in a dill world until I met you. Yeah, you're just too sweet. He cupped my face softly, <laughs> his mouth breathtakingly close. Oh, well, you'll like this even more. <laughs> nah, the end. Okay, that's the cool. first book in a while we've read where I felt like I don't know what happened the entire time until the oh, end. Oh, 
God, no. But we, you know, we got a glimpse into the world. You got a glimpse of small town ruling or whatever the fuck that word is you were saying the whole time. <laughs> I think it was gruel. Like, Gruland. Uh, like the soup. Mm, yum. I think what the real takeaway from all this is that Ganesh needs to just hop in the tub and take a bath. That's Ooh. you're denying yourself one of life's great pleasures. That's just right there. You know, you can pop on a live stream for us guys if you want. <laughs> yeah, probably bring that bring that webcam in there. You want to see me in the bath? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, just you know, not just not nothing dirty. Shoulders up. I just want to see yeah. the look on your face when you hit that hot water. <laughs> you won't. I mean, it won't be all oohs and ahs. That's what you're worried about. Hey, we haven't used the let's stop there Twitch in a while. That'd be a good reason to fire it up. Uh, yeah. Okay, that was a weird episode, and I'm hot as hell. I'm really burning up here, sweating up a storm. The shirt's gonna have to be retired, I think. <laughs> yeah, but this one's going up in the rafters. Well, that book was, uh, you know, fine, just fine. Is that the end? You want to be done? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can be done. Remember when we used to cast these? We'd give us a little extra thing to do at the end. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Glad we stopped doing that. Too much, too much bullshit. That's what the the old the old podcast. That was the problem. Too much bullshit. Uh-huh. Too much bullshit. And I, I was always so brain dead from whatever this show is that I would just say Andy McDowell after every single one. And I just assume now that Andy McDowell is always all the characters in your mind. Yeah. Which yeah, enough said. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find us at uh, letstopthere.com or hit us up on social media. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork. Morris Reese for music. Give us a phone call if you like. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and respond. 567-309-0357. Lines are open, folks. The switchboard is operational. And our, our operator is at the ready. Let her rip. Anything? What else do I usually say here? Is that it? Oh, go, you know, if you want to subscribe, we do uh, two premium episodes a month, usually. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. Five bucks, you get some some new apps. You can join the Discord and talk to all of our wonderful friends. It's real. It's become it's become our second family there on the Discord. Lots of real nice messages we receive. So come join. We have fun. All right, time to hit the tub, folks. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. I would take a bath in warm milk. That sounds pretty good. You need to you need to stop stop recording now. Boot cutting jeans. <laughs>